0: If you ever go through the comments in my videos or podcasts, you'll see people saying something to the effect of, okay, we get it, things are rough right now, but what can we do? What concrete action can we take? People have been asking that question, and I sometimes wonder if it's because they think what we're going through in the church right now is due exclusively to the Pontificate of Francis or if it's because they understand that the entire era since the Council has been a major problem, built upon problems that had been building long before the Council. How you answer that question will determine how you understand the problem in the Church today, but the question of what we can do is an important one. A young man asked Archbishop Vigano that question in a letter, and Vigano responded. So I have for you today the first letter asking him that question, and it's a short letter, so don't worry. And following, that is Viganò's answer. I'll give you some thoughts after. Now, the letters between a young man and Archbishop Viganò. Most Reverend Excellency, My name is M. I live in the province and diocese of Milan. I was born in 2004. I am honored to make your acquaintance, even if through correspondence. I am writing this letter, first of all, to congratulate you and encourage you to continue making your voice heard, in this period the only one out of the chorus to make people understand the true Catholic spirit with its integral doctrine. Perhaps you, dear Monsignor, will be surprised that a young man of my age, born in the middle of the post-conciliar period, has at heart the two-millennial tradition of the Holy Mother Church. In reality, it is precisely young people who should love and rediscover the tradition and the Holy Tridentine Mass, especially after the modu proprio of Benedict XVI, but the reality is another. Many say that people who are too young do not understand these things. It isn't true. I got there. The truth is this. They simply have other interests and everyone lacks a healthy fear of God. As you said, the third secret of Fatima has been covered up. But Our Lady has promised that in the end her immaculate heart will triumph. I, as I have already told you, was born in the post conciliar era when Wotlia was ill for some time and was at the end of his days. Then there was Benedict the Sixteenth, and finally Bergoglio, who upset what little Catholicism that survived the Council. No one has ever done so much damage as Bergoglio. We await the triumph of the sacred hearts of Jesus and Mary, certain that if all this happens and God does not intervene, it is because he derives from it a greater good that is incomprehensible to us. But in the meantime, what can we do in our small way? I greet you dearly and thank you for your reply below. I humbly ask you to give me your Episcopal blessing and pray for me. Praise be Jesus Christ. Signed, M thirtieth of july twenty twenty. And Vigano's response. Dearest M, I received your letter which really impressed me. It receives it reveals a strong personality and even more a clarity of ideas that many adults and among them many clerics and prelates do not have. You have grasped the heart of the problem with a few strokes, the crisis that torments the church today is due to having forgotten the holy fear of God, which, as the psalmist teaches, constitutes the first step of wisdom. Initium sapante timor domini. It is a verse from Psalm 110 that, until the council we heard echoing in our churches on Sundays, to the Song of Vespers. The holy fear of God, as you certainly know, is one of the seven gifts of the paraclete, thanks to which the faithful live and act constantly, considering themselves under the gaze of the Lord, and seek to please Him more than the world, as a child who wants to correspond to the love of the Father, rather than that of the subject who does not want to be caught breaking the law. It is the awareness of the supreme greatness of the Almighty, of His authority, of His infinite majesty, and of our littleness, of our duty to kneel before Him, of the obedience we owe Him, Whoever has the fear of God in him alone wants to please and does not think of changing doctrine or morality to please men or to wink at error. He does not tamper with the church's liturgy, canceling what divine majesty calls in it of the Lord of hosts, but rather he guards it with veneration, because on the altar the holy sacrifice, which on the cross brought redemption, but is repeated in a bloodless form. Whoever has the fear of God trembles at the thought of the scandal that he can cause to the souls entrusted to him, for whose sake our Lord shed his blood. Whoever has the fear of God is horrified at the idea of being able to offend him by reducing the value of Catholicism in the world. And what you say is true. If all this happens and God does not intervene, it is because he derives from it a greater good that is incomprehensible to us. In reality, it seems that the Lord is abandoning us to ourselves but precisely at the moment when error seems to overwhelm the truth, when it seems that all is lost and that the shepherds have fled, abandoning the flock to the mercy of the ravenous wolves, when he asks them, are deserted by the faithful in public morality, exalts vice, and condemns virtue. Here arise souls in love with God who, with their lives, with their silent example of good works, with prayer and sacrifice, hold back the divine wrath and implore to heaven new graces, new blessings, new unthinkable miracles, of which the only, only the Almighty is capable. You ask me what we can do while we await the triumph of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. We can and must cultivate the holy fear of God, live in His presence, taste the ineffable miracle with which our soul, enlightened by truth and inflamed by charity, becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit and the tabernacle in which the Holy Trinity deigns to place its own dwelling. From life in a state of grace, the soul draws the indispensable nourishment for growing in holiness. The more it grows in holiness, the more its action conforms to the will of God. This is the hope I formulate for you. In the certainty that this sacred fire that you carry within your heart can illuminate your friends, inflaming them with the love of God and neighbor. Before the miracle of young souls ardent with charity, even the old hardened hearts of many faithful, and not a few clerics, will be touched by grace, and they will return to kneel with fear and trembling, taking off their shoes and covering their faces as Moses did before the majesty of God, hidden in the burning bush. My paternal blessing reaches you and your family, dear M., with all my heart. Signed, Archbishop Carlo Maria Viganò. And there you have it. Viganò's answer is the Catholic one. There are numerous priests who have publicly said that Francis is the pope that we deserve. We live in planet Moloch, and the world has truly turned away from Christ. If we want to solve the problems of the church, we must become saints, for we will show the church the way through how we live our lives. I don't recall which priest said this, perhaps it was Father Ripperger, but one priest asked at a conference in the past couple of years where the saints of today were. He says he couldn't think of a single living saint. Think about that. Historically, there has always been at least one saint in the public eye at any given point in history, but today there is no such figure that comes to mind, and perhaps some people will say, well, look at fill-in-the-blank mystic who's in the public eye right now, and my response to you is, virtually none of them have been approved by the church, and judging from the contents of some of their messages, they will never be. And perhaps the lack of a saint in the public eye is worth considering. And maybe, just maybe, we should heed the advice of Vigano on this one, regardless of what you think of his message and his take on the situation in the church today, because not everyone likes him or approves of what he is doing. But here, it should go without argument that he is giving you the Catholic answer. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.